Welcome to Small Business Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. Sarah Wilson is a self-esteem and confidence coach who runs Coastal Coaching Sussex. She's very much of the opinion that networking is good for your mental health. Thank you very much for being my podcast guest today, Sarah. No problem at all. Thank you for the invite. It's lovely to be here. Now, you work as a confidence coach, but I don't think that's what you've always done. What's your background? What has your career journey been? Uh, Well, I started off um, in deciding that I wanted to work in musical theatre. So I started my training, um, but then had an accident partway through my training and had to leave. And suddenly there was like this, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? That's kind of been my life. Um, so I moved around in banking and finance and retail um, and then finally kind of first settled into something that was meaningful to me. Um, I kind of fell into working in homelessness. Mm. Um, I went to a job interview that the, the job description described me and the kind of person that I was. but It wasn't clear what the job was. Yeah. And I remember asking partway through the interview. I'm really sorry, but what is this job actually doing? <laughs> and then they explained. So I was like, oh, okay. So I answered all these questions, kind of, and I gathered it was something to do with housing, but wasn't mm-hmm. sure what. Um, then moved into social um, housing, sort of more settled accommodation, um, and then social care, which was my last corporate job before I then retrained as a coach. So what was it that drew you to coaching? Well, when I was working in social housing, we had... Um, we were dealing when we were on the front line with a lot of domestic violence cases and child protection cases. Um, and as a result of that, the company saw that there was a well-being issue with the difficulty of, of what we were dealing with. So they trained us in coaching. Um, so that's kind of when I got my first qualification. Um, and because of my own history and background, I'd had quite a bit of counselling in my life and coaching it hadn't even occurred to me that you could have coaching as a per, for personal problems. It yeah. always seemed very business-like. Um, whereas actually, you know, coaching was a whole different ballgame. So counselling was very much around talking out your problems and what have you. And that felt good, but it didn't really solve kind of the source elements inside. Whereas with coaching, you utilise the counselling skills to get the information out about how somebody's got to where they are now. But coaching is very much about how do we get you from where you are now into a future that you want that's, you know, by making a change. Um, So coaching was very much around strategies Um, and making sure that we're changing perspectives and habits and thought processes in a way that counselling just doesn't do. So for me, um, then when I decided to open my own business, which was during the pandemic and a very difficult time in that job at the time, um, coaching was the obvious thing that I was going to go for because it was just all-encompassing and you can achieve so much more through coaching than you can with counselling. Yeah. And so what was it that made you decide to, to set up on your own? Um, So during the pandemic, um, I was already working in a company where you had to kind of leave. Well, I felt I had to leave my values and principles at the door um, and it really affected me. And I became quite poorly mentally um, at that company. Um, And then during the pandemic, I was made part time, which at the time just felt like such a massive knock to my own confidence um, and such a difficult situation for me I just felt really unwanted um and then 
realised that maybe actually this was an opportunity instead. So I thought in order to make up the wages that I needed, I'm going to utilise the coaching. So I did actually requalify at that point um, and then decided to give it a go. But within six months, I got enough clients to actually support myself. And so it was a very easy decision to make that this toxic company really wasn't for me um, and to go ahead and and go all in on my own, which is what I've done since. And how did you find it starting up a new business during a pandemic when people couldn't meet? Um, A mixture, really. My word, I had no idea what I was letting myself in for in terms of the challenges of running a business. Um, But I learned quickly and had to. Um, But during the pandemic, people were thinking more about what was going on in their lives. They'd taken this step back and were starting to think about, did they want to make changes? So actually, because people were at home, it made it much easier because everybody knew what Zoom or something similar was. Mm -hmm. Everybody was used to video calling. Um, So actually, it was probably easier um, during that time because people were more open to talking about mental well-being. That's one decent thing that's kind of come out of covid was people talking about their well-being and thinking about how they might want to make a change that could improve their life for them yeah so who is it that you help is there a particular demographic that you you tend to work with i generally work with women um and they are generally women who have a level of success in their life Um, but maybe don't feel like they're successful. So quite often people come to me when they feel like perhaps there's a career change that they need, um, that they're in the wrong job and that they've chosen the wrong thing and that's why they don't feel fulfilled. Um, Alternatively, those women may be successful and aware of it in business, but their relationships are not and they constantly attract toxic relationships Mm. and that can be obviously their personal relationships but it's likely that they will have other situations in their life which have been toxic as well so maybe friendships or family members too um, because it seems to once you've got that in your life it seems to attract the same thing happening over and over Mm. again Um, so yeah so they're kind of like two branches of the same tree if you like so success at work and, and business and success within relationships and other areas of life and how do you how do you go about helping them? Um, so there is a qualifying process to work with me. Um, so once I have had somebody approach me or alternatively, um, somebody has um, come through saying that they're looking for coaching and want to know a little bit more. Um, then we go through a process where we get to know each other a little bit more before I'm looking at whether, you know, the, the programs that I do are a suitable fit for them and they're going to get the, make the results that they want out of it. So I do have to t- check that people are coachable um, because sometimes you get somebody who says that they want to make a change but isn't able to kind of go deep to do that work or actually you find that they're so entrenched in the perceived um the perceived benefits of where they're at Mm -hmm. that they don't actually really want to change Mm. so it's it's a process of making sure that I think that they're the right fit that they feel they can be open and honest with me Um, and then we look at what work we might do together. And generally, my sessions are, they follow a theme, obviously, in a framework, but my sessions are then very much um, aimed at the specific client I've got in front of me. Yeah. And so what kinds of issues do people come to you with? Are are there kind of certain triggers that that mean that suddenly they think, I need to work with somebody now? 
Absolutely. So generally people come to me with the symptoms and the symptoms are things like overthinking, catastrophizing, perfectionism, procrastination um, and just feeling like, God, there's got to be more to life than this. Mm. Um, And just that general dissatisfaction. Um, And sometimes that's been triggered by something significant that's happened, like a relationship breakdown. And sometimes it's they're starting to notice that they're a bit more anxious at work or um, they get social anxiety. So there's something that happens that takes it beyond just something that they have to deal with every day and it's really starting to impact on their lives and they know that if they don't make a change this is it this is what's going to happen Mm -hmm. forever and how long do they tend to work with you for how long do your programs last so generally my program um, of working together lasts for about four months but some clients obviously need a little bit longer than that it's very difficult at the beginning to tell somebody how long their story is going to take unravel um but predominantly my one-to-one um programs are for those four months and then we work together uh, face-to-face three weeks out of four and then they have like an embedding week um and a, a time for them to journal and just make sure that the new habits we've created are embedding mm-hmm. so yeah so about four months which is about 13 one-to-one sessions yeah so why, why do you think it is that it, it seems to be women in particular who are the ones that feel that they're not worthy or not deserving i think a lot of it has to do with society's um story really so you know although women have been fighting for equality for such a long time we don't really still have it you know we've got international women's day this week um and a lot of companies out there will be doing something for international women's day Mm -hmm. but actually if you look at the company as a whole you know there isn't a good representation of women in their senior leadership team or there's a gender pay gap so international women's day kind of comes a bit of lip service and some of it's generational like we still we're only just coming out of the generation where there were very archetypal male and female roles within the house Mm. um and so you know thinking that you could achieve was maybe sort of dumbed down a bit and a lot of my clients have a similar pattern where parents were like you know don't get too big for your boots which Mm. of course actually ends up meaning that that person doesn't have decent self-confidence because every time they were proud of themselves or something it was squashed so a lot of it is to do with the generational story but also I think that women are very aware that men kind of have a higher foothold on the ladder um so a lot of women come to me when they're in quite male dominated environments as well if they've got a career progression um so yeah there's 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 definitely a, a knowledge for women, I think, that we can do something a little bit differently. Um, and sadly, and, and obviously this is visible by the male suicide rate, men still aren't very good at opening up and talking. And still there's a stigma attached of a man coming to talk to somebody um, and talking about their feelings. So I think we've got a lot to break down before men are going to feel equally happy to come and do the work do the inner work that's going to make a change for them which is a shame because there's a lot of pressure on them and it would be good if they felt that they could talk about it yeah now I know that you run a a Facebook group don't you tell me something about that uh so yeah so we've got a Facebook group that I've got in collaboration with um a a friend of mine Sass um which is called women putting the B in business um and it's about not just doing the practical things but actually doing the spiritual work and the inner work that's needed 
And although the, the premise of that is to help your business, actually, it's a really holistic approach to life in general. Mm. Um, and we've just recently opened a membership for the women who really want to take it to the next level, um, where each month we have a specific theme that they can um, have some training and coaching and guidance on and what have you. So we've just opened that, which was exciting. Um, but yeah, the group is there for people who have got a career or a business who really want to move the needle forward for themselves and reach those next levels by understanding that there's inner work to be done. Yeah. And tell me about the, the retreats that you run as well. Oh, they're so beautiful. They're one of my favourite bits of my business. Um, so I sourced a really gorgeous hotel quite near to where I live, which is just, oh, honestly, you drive through the gates and you're like, oh, this is literally heaven on earth. <laughs> Um, it's a really, really lovely hotel that's got a path, its own private pathway down to the beach. So, of course, with coastal coaching, something that would be related would be really important. Um, so clients come to stay the night before and then have breakfast um, and then I join them. And we do some um, intensive coaching in the morning. Then we have lunch together. They go off and have a lovely beauty treatment for 60 or 90 minutes. Um, and then we come back together, have afternoon tea together. Um, and uh, I talk to them about the outcomes of that and make sure that they um, know the habits that they're going to be putting in place um, and then produce a resources book for them afterwards that they can refer back to so that they know what they're putting in place. Um, and then we have um, some catch up sessions just to make sure that they are on track with starting those things off. So it's really for women who are so busy that they could probably take a day and a bit out, but they couldn't necessarily deal with sessions week upon week upon mm -hmm. week um, or people who really want to make a kickstart so sometimes I've had very heartbroken women who um, you know they really need that time for themselves and to really start to do intensive inner work to realize that the relationship wasn't a good fit but it doesn't mean it's all on them as a person and to you know help to combat that pain because it's grief you know when you mm. lose a relationship it's a grieving process um, but it really helps to normalize what it is that they're going through and help them feel understood and non-judged whilst they're you know kind of working through this difficulty yeah that sounds really great so let's let's have a chat about networking now there's how how are you using networking in your business oh I love networking I'm a real people 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 person and um, when we were in the pandemic, obviously, we were very isolated from people. And I think that I learned during that time that I could be quite um, introverted in a way that I didn't really realise. Mm. Um, then the business started, then the world started opening back up again. Um, and I realised that as much as my friends are lovely and supportive and amazing, um, they don't really know. None of them have businesses. And there's a whole heap of stuff that goes on with, with business owning so really, when I started networking, it was with a view to just making new colleagues, essentially, mm -hmm. um, and creating a, a place and a space to go to to talk about my business. Um, and so now I've settled on two that are kind of my home networking, if you like, mm -hmm. um, where I'm building and creating friendships and relationships within those with, with people that have been there a long time and also with the new connections that are coming in. Um, and then I'm flitting around trying a few others at the moment before I decide. But I haven't quite found the, the other one that I feel is, yes, this is absolutely my place. Mm -hmm. um, so I set one up instead. <laughs> and how is that going? Yeah, really well. We've only had a couple of them and it has a slightly different layout to it. Um, so people come 
to co-work first of all Mm -hmm. um so I give them a little card they write something on the card that they want to achieve by the end of the co-working which is about an hour to an hour and a quarter um it's usually in a place where there's lovely food and drink to order um and then we sit around and do a 60 seconds each and then it's open networking for people to connect with who they want to connect with so it's kind of a bit of getting stuff done um which is why it's called the procrastination cafe um and a bit of it is obviously then getting to know other people and and eliminating what can be quite a lonely thing when you're working from home it can be quite isolating yeah, absolutely. I love the idea of doing some co-working and networking in the same event. <laughs> yeah, it's been really well received because we haven't got anything like that locally. So we've got spaces that you can go and co-work at, but we haven't got an event that's kind of structured that way. And last time I took my Oracle cards and people were like, oh my goodness. So they are going to become part of the structure as well, that people can have a look at the Oracle cards and, and do a little reading for themselves and things. So how many people are you finding are coming along to those events? Well, it's still relatively new so it's growing so the first time we had three the last one we had 12 so I'm hoping it will continue growing and then I want to find some really gorgeous venues that we can go to um, that are just a little bit different and is this just for women no 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 boys are welcome to um (laughs) although (laughs) we've only had one guy coming along so far and he messaged me the other day to go why is it only me (laughs) so I was like well feel free to invite some other guys it's fine um but yeah for some reason um Whenever I go to a networking thing, apart from really corporate things, it is often quite women heavy. Um, But yeah, boys can come too. You're more than welcome. Sounds brilliant. I wish I lived closer. I would definitely come along. Yeah, it's it's a lovely, lovely space that we've got at the moment. But if it grows much more, then I will have to source somewhere out because we'll we'll have outgrown it, which would be lovely. Um, But yeah. And so what what do you find you, you get from networking? Uh, so I've created some really lovely friendships. Um, I've created that connection. Um, I've got clients um, from it as well. And, you know, people know people. So even mm. if, say, for example, I did a networking event a little while ago at a vineyard. And um, when I got home, I would got a message from somebody who wasn't even there, um, who said to me, my colleague's just come back to the office and has been raving about you and says, I must contact you. So I'm just reaching out. Um, so you know it's about making those connections and I network in quite a strategic way where I'll you know make connections the previous day because we get the delegate list Mm -hmm. um, and reach out to them and let them know if I would you know maybe like to chat to them face to face and then do follow-up afterwards um, and then book in things like one-to-ones and just have a cuppa and a chat with people and you know it's amazing what you know what comes out of it so networking that I went to the other day um one of the guys that was there I was chatting to at lunch um and he's doing a warm introduction obviously he's not going to be a client but he's doing a warm introduction to an elite services directory mm-hmm. um that he knows somebody else for us to have a chat about then coastal coaching going into the directory so there's so many uses to it but you I think that you can very easily just go chat and come away and not do anything with it so it is important to do the work around it as well yeah absolutely so why would you recommend networking to other small business owners if they've not tried it before I think it's really important for your mental well-being to have people around you who really understand where you are and what's going on for you and we can get really caught up in doing this whole thing of yeah yeah I'm really busy Whereas actually maybe it's really quiet and you're quite scared. Whereas Mm -hmm. networking, when you're talking to people, you can be honest about what's going on in your business and you'll have more experienced people there that, you know, can help you and 
and kind of well talk you down a bit sometimes when you think I'm just going to get a job and they're like no this is completely normal um, so it's good to have that space to talk to people working from home can be very isolating so it's good to get out and meet people um, and just you know I don't know I dress up a little bit more when I'm going mm-hmm. networking which I think is really good for your mental well-being as well um, so just being in a room full of people who are very like-minded and are dealing with the same challenges and working towards very similar goals I think is you know absolutely vital so if you are a small business and you haven't tried this yet please do go out of your comfort zone to do it because you'll make some really great relationships and friendships out of it and you know may even not just raise the profile of your business but may even get you some clients as well. Yeah absolutely I couldn't agree more. So (laughs) just finally then Sarah if people want to know more about you and your business what is the best place for them to find you? Um, so there's more information about me on coastalcoachingsussex.co.uk, which is my website. Um, and if you want to see a little bit more about what I'm like and what I'm about, then I've got a page, which is Coastal Coaching Sussex on Facebook. Um, you can also find me on LinkedIn as Sarah Wilson Coach. I'm everywhere, apart from Instagram and TikTok. I'm, I'm too old for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, never too old. <laughs> well, thank yeah, you. I don't want to go on there. It feels like it. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> so thank you ever so much for being my guest this morning. That's been really interesting. And uh, you know, the best of luck with, uh, with your co-working networking. It sounds wonderful. As I say, if I was thank closer, you. I would be there. <laughs> Yes, that would be amazing. But yeah, hopefully it will continue to go from strength to strength. And thank you for today, Liz. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Small Business Big Network. If you found this podcast useful, please do rate, review and subscribe. And don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too.